0: Hi, this is Alcione Silva and you're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors
1: podcast. Almost forgot to fade that out, then I was just gonna sit here wow. grooving along and listening to it. You've not heard the artist intro, no, before, have you? I haven't. That's sick. No, I didn't think you had. There we go. That's that's that is in the trade, what we consider to be a get. Um, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. My name is Ian Taylor, and um, I have not got my intro in front of me, so I'm just kind of making this up as I go along. Um we are a part of the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook; details of which are at the end of this podcast. So come check us out. With me is my co-pilot in all things Marvel cards. He's the perfect companion to be stuck on a desert island with, and he can be under my palm tree anytime. It's Norin Rad.
2: Aww, so nice.
1: For coffee, because it's the only way to get through this afternoon. Um, hello, everybody. Welcome. Um, this week is going to be... This is, I've got no idea what's going to happen. Um, no. we're, we're on Skype this week, and what yes. we've said to people is that they can come and jump on and just kind of dial in and call in, if you like. And I know that we have a fair few people um, hanging on, um, <laughs> waiting to come into the... Uh, Chris Mixer's here. Oh, my goodness. Everyone's I'm so here. excited. There we go. Um awesome. So I guess the question is, who do we invite in first? Because uh, there's loads of people hanging on. Who, who was first? Who was first? You know what? Andre Orsch. Andre Osh. Is ready to go. So I'm just going to say. Uh, and you, I'm just going to type. This is going to make fascinating listening. Ready oh, to yeah. add you. You'll be on with other folk, I expect. <laughs> yeah let me be that there we go copy that let's see who else wants to jump on oh my goodness me there's loads of people in the usa and canada who've gotten up super early to join us um so who knows who knows what's going who to happen else? i don't know i don't this know i'm excited though adding who can we add to the call oh wow everyone uh, I know everyone's here they're all well this is just a list of people on my contacts list right Uh, so we're going to we're going to add andre in first who knows what's going to happen um the master let's yeah um nothing is he is he is he on we're calling him we're calling him we'll let him know. Yeah. Oh. 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 Uh, hey i I can hear something (laughs) Hey guys. Hey! Hey. <laughs> hey! So, for the benefit of those listening who, who won't know who it is, who are you? <laughs> it's Andre Osh. Oh, there he is. A- there he a- is. A- a- Grace Studios. Oh, marvelous. Good morning, uh, sir. What time is it where you are? Uh, 9 25
0: a.m. I'm in Toronto, so I'm in ESD.
1: Oh, okay. So, so, so same as Norin. Okay. Same as me, yeah. brother. <laughs> Something I can't
0: simple.
1: get my camera to work. Sorry. Ah, oh, you're good. That's <laughs> quite all right. That's quite all right. Um, as long as we can hear you, that's the main thing. It's going to be a party here because we've got about. Okay. S- this is this is this is slightly um, um, overwhelmingly popular. We've got uh, the next gentleman. I'm going to add to this if I stop sharing my screen, if I can work out how to do it, because I'm very technically challenged. Yeah, as well as Share as
0: well your as, passwords.txt
1: file. Oh dear! As well as <laughs> follicly challenged, uh, we're going to add in uh, where where is he? Where is he? Greg? No, Greg. Greg McLaughlin uh, of the Sorry. Rebel Base Card Podcast, who is on, but I've got to figure out how to do this. Um, from a point of view of this, we can, we're going to have to edit some of this out. I think. Oh, possibly. Oh, talk to me, Dre. How you doing? Pretty good. Actually, I was,
0: came into the office this morning uh, to do some work, and I saw your post. I was like, all right, me
1: <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Yes. No rest for the wicked on a Sunday?
0: No. Take the work where you can right now, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it tell me about it i just i simply i simply cannot figure out how to add him to the call which is very frustrating because i can see him on my phone as a contact but when i click add call on my desktop he's not there um so Norrin, you, you talk to too? Dre. you talk to Dre, okay. and i will figure out how to do this
2: all right Dre. what's on the schedule for today brother
0: uh like work work stuff <laughs> no mostly personal
2: like, I mean, if you could tell me like specifics of your life, that'd be better. Just oh, specifics
0: of my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure.
2: sure, why not? So, I can be
0: personal. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be I'm gonna be at the office for a few hours, you know, do some <laughs> server backups, answer some emails, and I gotta go home, cook some dinner. <laughs> I gotta shave one of my dogs this evening. I have to give
1: shave my dog a one of your dogs.
0: yeah, wait, shave, shave. Well, like with the trim or clippers. Oh. I can't take her to the groomers, and I don't have the patience to, you know, See, properly groom a like, dog shave, for five shave. hours. <laughs> no, no, not with a razor. But okay. with clippers that, like, you know, just the bottom of the guard. Got it. <laughs> it's a painful exercise, but. I'm sure. Do you
2: have a big dog, small dog?
0: No, I got all small dogs. I got a little teacup, Pomeranian, and a little Maltese. So I got to shave the
2: Maltese. I have a toy poodle
0: so we actually have to groom him
2: today as well so it's pretty adorable
1: yeah oh it's a regular dog fest up in here it is a regular (laughs) dog i'm sure there's sure there's something rude to be said about that right let me see right let's see if i can now add this young man this should be greg mclaughlin or oh luck I, I can't pronounce his surname. He does it in a rather soft way. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Mix has tried to ring, so I will add yes. him in a moment. So let me just. Greg. Morning. Morning, Greg. How are you? Good.
3: I was working on something else, and I'm like, whoa, Skype, hello, morning.
1: <laughs> we are blindly figuring out how to operate this. So um, I'm, I'm having a chat with about six different people because this was overwhelmingly uh, successful, and I can't multitask in a typical male fashion. How are you, sir? Oh, good, good. And yourself, guys? Yeah, not bad, not right? bad. Yeah, but, so you're, you're in Chicago, yeah? Yes.
3: So, you know, when I was looking at it this morning and I, I I caught this because my wife, you know, she goes to the air, she works at the airport and works at like, um, we get up at like 430 in the morning, a um, few days a week. And then she has to be there like by a little after five. So when I got back, I'm looking at the, you know, the Instagram feed and I'm like, uh, oh, yeah, OK, I guess, yeah. Well, let me see. So, you know, went back to bed, woke up, still trying to focus. And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, yeah, I don't know what what are they trying to do? I'm like, well, let me just go in there. You know, it was like yesterday um i think the beyond the blast horse guys had this youtube live thing and amazing all these videos you know and so i was like now i've gotten no, my my work's done my podcast is in the can so i'm like <laughs> now it's all gravy from here on out you guys are the ones having to do all the work today so i'm like you
1: know. <laughs> yeah just <to> hang <laughs> yeah. Exactly. we're having fun we're having fun we did actually i, I should say we did actually have a, a guest lined up for today um unfortunately he's got a few um uh medical issues nothing covid re- related mercifully good. um so he had to bail on us at the last minute and i thought you know what let's just get the party let's just get the party started so um greg you're on with uh obviously myself and noren and also with this is andre Orsch. hi greg good morning andre he, <laughs> there we go i love it We're getting the okay. gang back together um are you familiar with any of andre's work greg i'm not sure i'm if, if afraid Properties. I'm afraid not, unfortunately. Ah, well. If you can um, get your Instagram open, you can find him at Dre Studios, oh, do and that right um, you can eyeball some of his gorgeousness. So, um, so Dre, you're in the middle of working on. Am I allowed to say what you're working on? No, no. Absolutely, <laughs> are not allowed to talk on, about it. You're in Gosh. the middle of working on. Apart from your dog shaving, you're in yeah. the middle of working on a new set. I can say that because everyone's working. That
0: may or may not be released in 2020.
1: (sighs) (sighs) Mm. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Everything is being affected by this (laughs) gosh darn virus. Um, So, yeah, no, who who knows? Maybe that will appear, maybe that won't appear. I mean, it's worth waiting for, by all accounts. Yeah, Uh, yeah, for sure. So, um, Greg, I, I. I can say what I think we're talking about, but Andre can neither confirm nor deny. Sure. I think that's probably the fairest way to do it. So we anticipate this year that a number of Marvel sets will be released. One of them is Marvel Masterpieces 2020, I want to say. Will it be 2020? Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I'm
2: hoping I'm hoping there's a simultaneous release both on EPAC and physical so we can get in there. But is that wishful thinking? Yes. But am I hopeful? Absolutely. Mm, mm, well,
3: so, something that you know, in joining EPAC, when I did, you know, um, not long after we had spoken, um, one thing I've come to realize, and this may not be the case, but you know, when you're seeing like the different dates for, like, let's say, you know, you know, 2020 or or like on EPAC, you have like there's the 2017s and in 2019s, it's almost like the date is not so much, you know, it's not so much like for current because you know if you're collecting these. You know, you could be working on this set for years. It's just almost like a small bookmark. So in which case, even though something may come out in 2020, it doesn't necessarily mean if it's 2021 or 2022 that it really matters. It's just these were the sets that were put together and, yeah. you know, and then sometimes those sets can be rather large. So it's just like, yeah, OK, here's the bookmark. Go <laughs> and we'll see. Yeah. In, in whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: That's kind of really street, does Dad.
4: happen.
2: Yeah, Yeah. it really is. Well, because you know, Jusco's set the MM16. He finished some pieces in 2013, and Hmm. the set didn't come out to 2016. So if you look at like the back of the cards, a lot of the dates, yeah, 2014. And on his paintings, he puts the year. So when you're looking at the cards, you can actually see which characters he did in 2013 rather than 2016 or 2014 when he started wrapping up. I think that's. I think that's what we're gonna have to. I think that's what we're dealing with around. Maybe around this time as well. I don't know if this artist, who's a who's an amazing artist, it has put together all the pieces yet. But I don't know. I, I'd be. I, I'm. I'm. I'm interested. I think. I think it's still early in 2020 to hope for a re- the the set to release. I think it's pretty still pretty early still, possibly.
0: So, yeah. do we know for sure who this artist is? Hasn't
1: been right? You know? I don't know no, officially. No, not officially, no. 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 no, I think it's, um, I think the politest way to say it would be that it's now probably one of the worst kept secrets in the hobby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, in the pretty much everyone has guessed it. And the, um, yeah, that that this person is on our radar, I think it's probably fair to say. That's fair. Um, and yeah, but beyond that, you know, I mean, listen. <laughs> <It's> very <laughs> exciting.
2: If, I will say know. that. It's very, very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if, it if it is, is right, if it is right, it's very, very exciting what's coming out for sure. Nice. Not to create a crazy hype train thing, but I, I do think it's really exciting. I'm excited for sure.
1: I'm going to add in someone else now. Now, this is a gentleman who I'm very excited, and we've wanted to get him on the, on the podcast for a while. So it's, it's, it's quite a lot of fun that he's decided to, uh, to jump in. Um, there's a guy called Chris Mixer. Hmm. um who you may or may not have heard of he he um, he runs the at sketch cards twitter account and he also writes about sketch cards for beckett and a number of other publications and he's kind of like he's kind of like the one of the leading authorities on sketch cards i guess uh, he's, across he's really all great the cards. Mm. yes so um, so he's an interesting chap so let me see if i can work out how to add him in so if um if I press the wrong button, it will all disappear. But let's hope, let's hope I don't do that. Um.
3: <laughs> this was giving me a, a, a more of a chance to go through Andre's Instagram account. And this is nuts. Right. I love this. I love this art.
0: That's so fun. good. I've been trying to get on star Wars, but nobody replies to my emails.
3: Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I love some of these cards. The, uh, and then you've got like the two, you know, the ones where you have like two of them that's together. Um, although the uh, the Emma Frost, I don't know if how I'd feel if I just gotten the the oh they okay. oh, whole yeah, they are combined okay. Oh yeah,
0: they're the dual panels. Okay, yeah. yeah the nice. Uh the
3: Premier?
1: must be the premiere.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: They're kind yeah.
1: of hinged. They're like those um, playbook cards that you get in NFL.
2: Yeah. yeah. Re- um, and that Greg, they're, you don't have those sketch cards for Star Wars they don't do the hinge
3: they, like in Masterworks they do they do that was the well I got the uh the trifold one that I'd done the episode with uh with uh Kelly Baber and that one was that was the the full out one and it has the whole it had the speeder bike and then I, <sighs> I saw uh, that one yeah Ugh. and then I had to uh, I had to make an arrangement with um with uh Mac to uh give it give him get him the card <laughs> <laughs> to like to be a part of that collection. I was like that. Once I got that card, I'm like, that's this is no longer my property uh, by yeah. right. Uh, so
1: by right, are you are you paying people to but in sketch cards now? <laughs> sketch sketches are currency. Is yeah. well, they are actually on eBay. Yeah, right? <laughs> Which is a, which is a perfect moment to actually add uh, Chris into the call. So yes. now that I've got him, let me just press that. And here hopefully he will appear any moment now into our ears or possibly our eyes as well. Um but um yeah, it's interesting. We were I was I was chatting to someone you on the group about sketch cards on epacks and how they appear to have a a, a a different value to that of the physical world or even, you know, selling them on eBay. Um they're definitely the currency of choice on that platform. Um so, it's always good to have a few in your pocket, I find. Um, speaking of having someone in our pocket, Chris, good morning. Good day. Can you hear me? We can hear you very, hey. very loud and clear. Yes. How are you? Hey, well, it is. Uh,
5: I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Very I'll, nice. You're, right, you're close to me. You can come over anytime. Okay. <laughs> see, that's all I needed to hear. You don't say stuff like that.
2: See, <laughs> you know, now I'm already yeah. in my car and I'm driving. On record now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a somewhat reckless invitation in these vibes. Gotta be careful, man. (laughs) Um, So, Chris, Chris, welcome. We've been meaning to have you on for a little while. So, this is this is quite this is quite funky that you're joining us for for a bit of a uh, jamboree up in here.
5: Well, that's Uh, what happens when you have open invitations.
1: Well, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, invitations always open to you. Do you listen to the podcast, by the way? I do. I do. Oh, good. So, this is the point where you're either going to be okay with it or take me to task for the fact that every time we talk about you, I call you Mixy
4: Mix.
5: No, that's <laughs> fine. I will say, though, that I usually listen in my car, and okay. with uh, the coronavirus shutdown, I have not heard the most recent episodes. <laughs> okay. Nowhere to Fair go. Enough. Yeah.
1: Fair enough. We did actually notice that. There's one very interesting thing. Actually, Greg, um, so, so just, Chris, it's like when someone comes to a party and you have to introduce them to all the other guests. So, uh, Chris, so on the podcast, we've got Greg McLaughlin. Lough- it's it, is, is kind of a soft sound in your surname. I, I know you always pronounce it perfectly because it's your name.
3: Whenever I, um, whenever I encounter folks from the UK, Ireland, or Scotland, I always try to have them pronounce my name as it should be, which should be McLaugh- McLaughlin. Uh, but I um, here in the states, I think they slur as McLaughlin.
1: Oh, uh, right. So, so that's how. What, that's what you always say on the podcast. And so I struggle with that because it's a it's a hard loch sound on the on the on the surname. Anyway. What happens
3: when you get off on the boat? You know, couple centuries ago, and nobody cares anymore. That that's no. the thing. That's that's the sad part. So I always, you know, I like I said, whenever I've had to deal with you know customers from the other side of the pond, I said, please, blame, you know, pronounce my name the way it should be pronounced. Um, Good. Good.
1: Well, well, uh, Greg. Um, so, Chris, if you don't know, Greg, Greg does the Rebel Base Card podcast, and he's got a top hat. He. <laughs> yes, I've
3: got uh, I've got some serious w- what hair I have left. I was like, <laughs> uh, if I, I better prepare for this call, so I'm like, I'll just get on my top hat and uh, and go. <laughs> I can for only
1: that. I can only actually see one video at the moment, and that's Norin's. So, um, but it's um, cool. We can we can we can do the audio, um, and I'm the other. Say- the other young fella in um, on this call is uh, Andre Orsch, who I'm sure you'd have heard of. How's it going, Andre? Very good. <laughs> um, so we, uh, Greg, was just ooing and aring over um, um, Andre's Instagram account, and we mm, got yes. talking about a um, double panel sketch cards. Um, and I, so I I, so I didn't realise uh, this, Greg. So, so on the top sets, they do do multi-panel cards like they do on Marvel Premier.
3: Yes, and those are those are um, obviously you know hard to come by. You know, sketch cards are hard to come by. You know, regardless, um, and you know it's interesting when we talked about even the values of the you know of the foldout ones, the tri-fold um, on a secondary market. You know, sometimes they can be considered as two card or three card you know values. And, you know, obviously more than just, you know, a single sketch card. So, you know, I think since I have come to learn more about sketch cards in the last year, you know, finding their value and, you know, how they've evolved and the values have evolved, you know, still still to me seem to be a moving target. Um, And it's it's been interesting coming back into the collecting world, you know, from just, you know, when we go from being collectors to like you know podcasts and having you know channels and getting more public mm-hmm. about it you know you keep finding more of this information and i think they, they become even more special just because of how unique they are and their values you know
1: yeah yeah of course chris is this is kind of your your specialty isn't it um so tell for for those listening kind of you know i i know you as kind of mr sketch card if you like uh, but but just tell the folks listening kind of you know what, what, what you do and wh- wh- why you're, you know, Mr. Sketch Cards.
5: <laughs> I don't know, but, uh, my name is Chris Mixer on Twitter. I go by the handle sketch cards, one word. Uh, I also write a article for non-sport update magazine where I interview artists. Uh, I've been doing that about a year mm-hmm. and, uh, been actively collecting sketch cards across all properties since, uh, 1998.
1: Wow. Oh, so, wow. pretty much since the dawn of sketch cards. The year to start,
5: baby. I get it. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was cheaper back then. I'll say that. Don't even start with me.
2: I don't want to hear that. Okay. <laughs> I am so depressed. <laughs> by, I've spoken to so many amazing collectors everywhere, and usually people who, like yourself, started in 98. When I was in 98, for me, when I first started seeing sketchographs, I was at my work computer just drooling at these things printing them off making my little binder of like cards i want to hunt for later on and i remember seeing 1999 29.99 for cards now they're at least 150 bucks on ebay
0: mm.
5: and in, it's just yeah in 1998 you would have to log into ebay with a uh, dial-up internet yes mm. yes
0: mm-hmm.
5: yep. <laughs> and yes. then you could pay using like money orders through the mail
2: well, I, I, I was talking to our, our very good friend, Kev, Kevin St. Jack, and uh, Kevin, the man. Great guy, great guy. Great guy, super awesome. And he was showing me the forms. Now, you'll, you'll laugh at this, Greg and Andre. Um, he showed me the forms where the, you guys would mail each other pictures of printouts of what you guys had or you know somewhere on eBay or something like that. And you would circle what you want or you put an artist down on this form and you would mail it.
5: Right, because not everyone had scanners in 1998. Sometimes you would photocopy nine cards to the photocopier and then mail them a page. I love that so much.
2: I love that so much. I think about that all the time. Did faxes ever
5: get involved?
1: Did Did who? Did you ever fax anything? Oh, I don't
5: think so. That was usually an office product. I don't think I ever personally owned a fax
1: machine. They were pretty hefty in the old days. Yeah, Hmm. man. That's a big sucker. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know anyone who still has faxes, or even anyone who still puts the... In the num- fact, you remember you used to have a sep. I can't believe I'm talking about this. Like, do you remember if? Like, I'm some old, <laughs> old, like, Methuselah. Uh, but you remember when, you know, you used to have... Right, you had telephone number listed, then you had fax number listed? Yes. And now it's like... And we've just been looking at... Like a new little thing for our Instagram, and all we've put is Google at the MCC Pod to find <laughs> us because that's all you need to do. Yeah,
2: it's the it's the internet
1: web browser, yellow pages, man. <laughs> yeah, well, tell me about it. They're scarily powerful. Um, so, um, so Andre, how many how many Marvel sets have you done now? And it's not, um, not, not a trick question. I just I just keep seeing your work on sets. I forgot. Yeah, about I, I didn't know the you. The first doing one all.
0: I did. Date- the first one I did was the Premiere 17. That's right. Uh, that was the first mm-hmm. one. Then I did Black Panther. I did Infinity War. I did Masterpieces 18. That was the previous one. Uh-huh. Uh, Far From Home and Endgame, which I haven't been cleared to say that I worked on, but I've seen the cards pop up. So, yeah, I worked okay. on Endgame.
1: They're out yeah. there, so. Yeah, they're so out I've, there, some of them. I've, I've got my first one of yours here, the uh, Black Panther. Oh, I can't even ooh. see my own camera, so I've, I've got no idea what's going on, or if that's in frame, but. Such um, a good piece. I've shown that. So, yeah, i finally got this Black Panther one of yeah, yours that for. I had my eye on. Um, and well, I've it's seen... funny be- Yeah,
2: it's funny, because that sketch actually came to me before I shipped it to Ian, mm. and I remember I, I unpacked it, and I looked at it, and I was like, Damn, Andre, calm down, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 I literally got right, Ah, speak of you. There we go. I'm finally figuring out how to work Twitter. I finally clicked on speak of you, and it's doing a grand total of nothing. So I've got no idea what's happening right now. Um, anyway, never mind. Um, I'll put that way. But I'm. I've got my eye on a couple of other others of yours that I keep seeing floating around um, on the interweb. So um, you never know you never know um i'm i want to i want to tell a little story now because i promised i'd tell you Norin, and i kind of feel like it'd be good good to to sort of tell with everyone on so um this is fascinating and interesting but i think you can think it's quite a funny story so you remember that package that you mailed me Norin, that got lost
2: yes finally tell me what okay
1: so what happened was (laughs) i because i'm in i'm in the uk you might not be able to tell but um the uh before Christmas, no, receives stuff for me when when I get it from various people and they may mail it to Norren. You should have a package arriving from Pankit, by the way. Oh, okay, cool. Any day now with some really lovely stuff in. Oh. <laughs> um and um uh because I was in New Hampshire for Christmas, you mailed two packages to me there. The reason you mailed two packages is because one of them was um really quite large because it contained um a Joe Jusco uh prelim and also this uncut sheet of masterpieces 1992 that joe Ooh. just go remarked at the bottom i g- literally cannot see my screen so i don't know if that's in shot or not but it looks it great is. it's in he, chat he did a black cat so basically joe found loads of these and sold them on the marvel masterpieces collectors group that we run um and i bought one and he didn't he didn't say he was going to do this he just added these remarks on for people which is astonishing so I got that so needless to say that had to be flat so the other package had a um, a few comics in a few sketch cards some empty Marvel premiere boxes and tints from the last few years because I, I like them and um, that one never arrived and I was like well I'm kind of okay with the fact that the one that had that in that's the most important the <laughs> of, 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 <laughs> our, our masterpieces 2016 black cat and a couple of other pieces um arrived okay and the other one was like you know we filled in the form the tracking disappeared when it got to the north carolina hub and yet the other one you could see making its way all the way to new hampshire so i I thought you know thought nothing of it you investigated you rang them up and in the end you know we kind of gave up on it so fast forward to this week i saw loads of people posting new breaks from marvel premiere um, and I was like you know what I still really like the tins that they come in so for those who, who haven't seen and Greg you, you might not have seen this Marvel Premiere is kind of the top end uh, product that Upper Deck put out for Marvel at the moment and it right. comes in a tin but you literally just get five cards in it it's like 250 bucks but two, at least two of them are sketchy um, and that's wow. where the multi panels come in. So it's kind of the the top end. And it's very much mirroring what sports card do with their top card, immaculate and flawless products. Um, so um, I posted on the group, oh, this package went missing. Has anyone got it? Has anyone got any of these tins? Uh, not has anyone got it. Uh, was, but, <laughs> but, but, but alarmingly, someone actually did have the package. <laughs> so, Wait, what? Yeah. So what happened was the guy that I got the tins from who sent me the tins for free but i paid shipping reused a box okay but he put the name and address to you on one side and you put that over the top when you sent it on to new hampshire on the bottom of it however he hadn't covered over the shipping label that went to him originally are you so it actually went back to him Instead of going to me. Instead of, no, instead of going to New Hampshire. So this, <laughs> is, this is the lesson, folks. If you reuse boxes, make sure you cover up all of the shipping information from the last time it was used. Don't just wow. use the other side of the box. That's <laughs> turn it over. So, yeah, but it's weird that the tracking disappeared. But yeah, because that's the thing. Went, I saw, you showed right me a picture. There. Yeah. Right. I, I saw the tracking
2: ripped off, and I was like, what? Weird.
1: So it's been found.
2: Well, that's so awesome.
1: Yeah. It's like the most random thing. And in there is um, some Black Cat variant covers. So, Greg, this is, this is uh, what's in there from, from, from your point of view, is when we uh, first guested on your podcast and you guested on ours, I, start, I, I, I went and created a Tops account. And I bought the trailer set from Rise of Skywalker, the second right. trailer, uh, and the, the individual poster card. And that was in that package. Wow. So it is recovered. Uh and it is on nice. the way to me. Uh, That's awesome. also in there was a test fowler black cat sketch card uh from uh a woman of marvel set i think that kevin number two i eat cards on instagram oh, who's the best had, yeah. had, had sent to me he just gifted it to me which was really sweet of him um so when that when that eventually i've, I've told this this fella uh theodore i've I've told him to keep hold of it for now let's just not ship it anywhere in all this chaos and madness <laughs> but yeah mm. How's for a shaggy dog story of a package that like has been missing for six months oh my heavens
2: <laughs> how the hell did that happen just yeah. bizarre. I'm not
1: this. i wanted to wait until the podcast
2: holy god well i'm just glad it got found because i i it put is. a insurance yeah. i put a bunch of stuff out for it and yeah hounded them for like months and i was kind of like this is ridiculous man because then (laughs) crazy enough the the very kind woman who i'm sure deals with all these crazy people who lose packages was on the phone and she was kind of like you know here's the really horrible part you should give me a list of what it is very specifically of what was inside the box Mm -hmm. because if it is in the lost and the box maybe was torn open Mm -hmm. and that's why we couldn't ship it your yeah. products might be just laying around in a bin and that's how i'll be able to identify it and i was kind of like i literally i just started sweating i was like oh my god <laughs> i just thought of all my cards that could have
1: been lost in the mail i was like no oh, <laughs> the horror <laughs> so i think that's definitely a lucky escape if you if you what's your have you had anything actually lost in the mail that to this day you you wonder where it landed and and regret. Chris this might be a good one for you having such mm-hmm. a big sketch card collection.
5: Well once I'll change the subject a little bit here in Atlanta you can go to the postal auctions and I went to the lost mail postal auction wow. and wow. rather than sell items individually they bundle them in giant lots so wow. you could get like 10 cameras or you know 20 books You know, and then they actually have live auctions for lost items lost in the mail.
1: Wow. That's so cool. That's absolutely crazy. So what did you end up coming away with?
5: Well, I personally, I thought everything was overvalued because people get so excited. They're willing to just go crazy without actually testing the electronics or, you know, checking the quality of the merchandise. Uh, And so I, I walked away with nothing, but I did learn where it goes.
1: Oh, that's my. so cool! Though.
3: Jeez, I I blame Storage Wars for this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> we've we've seen that a little bit in the UK. Isn't there another show as well called Porn Stars, but P A W N? So many of these
2: shows. Yes. Ian, you have no idea. <laughs> it's
1: it's just I'm, I mean I'm sure I'm sure they're broadcast on a UK channel somewhere. It's not, <laughs> however, one that my wife will let me watch. Um, <laughs> You're better off. You're better off. Yeah yeah probably <laughs> probably for the best um i'm going to add in there's a, there's another young fellow waiting to come on um all the way from australia Ooh. um mark Bartell so let's let's bring mark in and see what he wants to say if i can figure out how to do this oh my goodness me putting you on the spot today i know i know one day i'll get this right there we go it's skype it's not the most user intuitive because it's when someone sends you a chat message even if you accept it they don't automatically get added to your contacts it's fascinating listening for everyone but um <laughs> so you have to actually go and add them to your contacts before you can then add them into an existing call
3: no and and you got to be careful because you you respond to a chat message you're going to show up on a podcast maybe i don't know
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and this, is, this is exactly what Mark has just done. Mark, welcome. Mark. Hello. Hello. Uh,
4: good morning. Good evening. <laughs> hey, <mate. laughs> Mark, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Sydney, Australia. Oh, oh nice. Good day. What time is it there? Um, just after 12. Oh, OK.
1: Four no, uh, minutes till 12. OK. I'm ahead of myself. Oh, right. And that's so midnight, almost. Yes. Okay, oh. so, in, so in four minutes, what do you turn into? <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, into my pajamas and in bed with my girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> Good, well, we've got you for four minutes then.
1: Um, Mark, <laughs> uh, t- tell us about yourself. You're, you're, um, you're, um, I've seen some, uh, some of the stuff you've been doing recently on Instagram, and you've just sent me a picture, but you, you can
4: probably describe it better than me. What, what do you do? Um, I'm before this COVID virus thing, I'm a graphic designer, Ah. Um, but I've loved comics or comic art specifically. Um, So, and um, I've just randomly found you guys, MCC pod on like iTunes and yeah, like a lot of everybody in the community, man, um, Marvel masterpieces '92, '93, '94 is nostalgic yeah. in my heart. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I just wanted like draw in in the meantime. I'm a bit like burnt out from graphic design, but oh man, the nostalgia and the and the just the coolness of cards. It's so cool. Love it. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely amazing. And you've just started doing. Your own little kind of sketch cards,
1: haven't you? Just sort of doing practice
4: I've literally just finished um, my Hulk. Um, oh. About to go. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm just going to see and, if um, I can. Um, I've got no
1: idea how to send the image that you sent into the into the chat, so we'll just um, <laughs> we'll put it on the <laughs> tasting notes. Uh, um, but no, thank you for that. Well, you know, keep practicing. Right. Um, on on. So just so you know, uh, Mark meet Chris. Mm-hmm chris mixer good day uh, who um writes about chris? sketch cards for non sport update magazine we've got <laughs> greg mclaughlin who's Very the cool. host of the rebel base card podcast evening uh, oh, cool. uh, mm. we've got andre Orsh, who is a sketch card artist based in toronto and canada
4: oh andre he's a gentleman love that guy mm-hmm. he's cool yeah yeah great art
0: Thanks buddy. I think we were just chatting on Instagram
4: yesterday. Yeah, dude, your, your stuff. uh, Really cool. Really cool.
1: Thanks.
0: Really appreciate
1: it. Yeah. yeah, Nice. I love (laughs) it. This is like an Andre appreciation uh, society going on. It's like a support group. (laughs) Give me the strength to own the sketch cards I have and the patience to know that I won't own all of them. Um, (laughs) So did anyone have any um, because we we threw this open, we didn't expect to have quite so many people jump on um, and and to be such a response, because as I mentioned earlier, we had someone drop out at short notice. So did anyone have any kind of questions or things they wanted to share um, while we're all sort of gathered just to get different perspectives on on how we Mm -hmm. how we kind of appreciate the cards and the hobby?
3: Ian, I had a quick one, if you wouldn't mind, and it was, it had to do when earlier in the conversation, you guys were talking about Endgame, And I noticed this morning, or maybe I just didn't notice it yesterday that they were having a bit of a deal on the, I think it was the one year anniversary of Endgame, And so I started seeing they, they were throwing some of the card set, um, in there and I was, you know, draining my coffers in the app uh collecting some of these end game cards and i thought they were really nice because you know me and movie cards well that's a it's a thing right but um (laughs) (laughs) i just um i didn't know if has i believe upper deck did an end game set right or they were releasing one i know there's a bit of a lag
1: yeah yeah quite quite a lag actually and and we we kind of touched on this um, on last week's episode. Um, so you're you're probably talking about the Tops um, Collect app where you're yes. you're getting the digital end game related cards. Um, the sorry, let me just turn Alexa off because she has a habit of jumping in on the podcast <laughs> and joining in. Um, so there's always three of us on the podcast. Um, she um, not she Upper Deck um, have just released the end game set, and and Dre, you were just saying that even though you haven't been given approval, the cards are out there and being seen because the set has dropped physically.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to look at my email, trying to remember when I actually sent them out. Um, December 1st is when I sent my sketches to Upper Deck. Wow, okay. Like my final cards. So, and I guess the set got released April 1st of this year, so it was like five months. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it was supposed to be released earlier.
1: Okay. Was yeah, it, it did get pushed yeah. in the schedules. Yeah. And that wasn't yeah, that wasn't um uh COVID related, I don't think. That's um just a general that uh, often happens with upper deck sets, I find. Um so yeah, that that time lag between um the movie and the sets, I think is is an unfortunate um aspect of it. I mean people still go nuts for it when it comes out and i'm 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 under no um, doubt that when it goes onto epics it will sell very quickly um because yeah. the guys on epics buy in to get the autos and very quickly the, yeah those are the things um and, and obviously the sketch cards as well but the autos are the things that that people tend to go for um do, do you um do you go for any of the physical cards on on that side greg or is it just the digital side that you've been dipping your toe into with Marvel?
3: Well, the more I have been getting into EPAC, uh, you know it's a slippery slope. Uh, it was working on the, the Doctor Strange, and I think, was that from ni- uh, 2017? Yeah. Um, but, um, and, you know, seeing the, the, it was either the Daredevil or the Defenders, but some more of these sets that come out, including this endgame, um, the more I've been kind of like thinking like, these are really, really, you know, nice cards. And, you know, kind of stepping out of your collect comfort zone, I'm like, no, nah, I, I wouldn't mind having some of these, and you know, we were. I think even before there was, there was that really, there was that set we talked about um, that blowout had a really good deal on it. I think it was a, the comic set. And this was from a little little while back, but the cards on the back ended up making, ish, you know, pages of a comic book.
1: Oh, I, um and, Avengers Crease Scroll Sk- Sk- Skr- War. Yes, and, and
3: so some of these going, you know, what this may be something that I'd like to dip my toe into, and you know, I think after you know, being on EPAC for a while and seeing some of these and, and getting more exposure to them, you know, the, there might be something I, I, would, I wouldn't I mind chasing, and especially with Endgame, because, you know, as far as a movie product goes, you know, it's a, it's a really, you know, there's a lot of great visuals in that, mm. as opposed to, say, like a Doctor Strange, where a lot of it was just, you know, portraits of, you know, you have these different characters. Endgame is a little more eye candy, I guess.
1: Yeah. 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 One, of the, one of the fun things about the sets that I've, because last weekend I went, ham on the daredevil set from um daredevil seasons one and two because it was on sale um and i ended up pulling uh, a remarkable number of autographs by john bernthal who plays punisher i think i got three of the four of his uh from my purchases um i got about four sketch cards um and I pretty much did most of the set that I wanted to do in, in about 24 <laughs> hours, um, which is, is, and now I've just got to get it shipped East. to me, uh, which is another conversation altogether. Um, but at that side, I don't personally go for for the MCU cards um, as much. And I don't know why that is um, because I love the films, but it's the comic art ones. But the, the thing about Daredevil is because it's a TV show, I do do kind of TV show related sets. So it's it's bizarre. I'm not quite sure what that switch is mm. in my head that I don't go for the MCU ones, um, aside from oh, uh, sketch cards that are related to it, of course. Well, non-sport
2: um, has a huge history with television set releases. Yeah, um, you know, and oh, yeah. we've seen a we've seen a couple of I've I've seen a, a, a couple of pieces from Ian Set, and Ian has like really awesome shows I used to watch, and he has the full sets and card series and autographs, and I think. For me, there's a part of card collecting, especially when you get into like TV and movies, where it's like, and, and this was kind of Greg's fault. <laughs> I, <laughs> <Sorry>. I collect. <laughs> no, no, don't fault. It's amazing. I have the full trailer set and the full season one of The Mandalorian. Mm. Um, not the autographs. So I, I didn't go ham on that. I'm waiting for my Mandalorian autograph. And um, <laughs> I got those two pieces. And it's kind of this great way of being like, ah, I really enjoyed that show. Here's like my gift shop item from that show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like I went to a oh, museum. Yeah. yeah. Like, let me get this little product. And this is my way to remember that product. You know, it's kind of how I'm starting to think about like TV show card sets and stuff like that. Cause Ian and I have joked around having a uh, a live show where we watch uh, Angel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Pilot One laughs> joked around and stuff like that. But I do really love how the set kind of encapsulates that moment, especially with the autographs. So I kind of, I'm really starting to understand those sets a lot more because I didn't I really didn't get into the hobby with that I got pretty much in with Chris with uh, sketch cards which is why I've never dived into um, those TV and movie sets because the sketch card pools are so difficult to do and they're always like um, actor related at least for those sketch cards I feel like sometimes Um, I don't know I feel like they're harder to pull maybe I I don't know I've always maybe I'm wrong on that I don't know is it one sketch card per endgame box or anything like that or is it a little harder to pull
1: I think it's a little bit harder of a pull. They've tended to make them a little harder. Right. Late. Um, I think they only yeah. really go for the one a box now if it's a premium kind of end set. I, that feels like the way. Chris, you might know it better than me on that.
5: Well, um, let me jump in. The do. end game added a new type of insert called the buyback. What they did is they mm. took base cards from previous sets like Thor or Black Panther or uh, Ant-Man... Just base cards, but then stamped them with a one of one foil stamp. That's right. And then reinserted them as the hit uh, that you're looking for, not necessarily a sketch card or an autograph, but now you might be looking for a one of one base card buyback. And if the uh, buyback is of a major character, it's probably a good one. If it's just a random base card, it probably only sells five
1: or $10. That's interesting That's cool. that they've started to go back to their very recent history and their own stock. So I, I would question if they actually did buy that back. Obviously, yes. Right, let's go back to the
2: work. warehouse, guys. We got yeah. a few we have to pick up. Yeah, let's, <laughs>
1: let's figure this out. We've got to bump up the ratios. We'll I'm a, um, but, if, stamp, but if
0: you think about it, it's a really smart way of bringing collectors back. Okay. Yeah. Like, Again, yeah, like you said, you you go after certain shows or certain films, but you won't go after everything. But if you, for example, uh, went ham on Daredevil, and now they did a buyback of Daredevil and Agents of Shield, you're now going to chase Agents of Shield to try to get that one card to complete your Daredevil set. Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, possibly. I don't know. I, I don't think the only buybacks I've ever gone for are, the, um, are these ones, which I've literally just taken down, which are the uh, Marvel Masterpieces 92 buybacks that were included in Masterpieces 2016. Uh, and that, that kind of yeah, – that's the those are the first buybacks I've seen them do. And you, this, this gold mm. bit here, the silver bit mm. here, is the stamp that they put on it. But these are from 92, so they're actually a different company and kind of a different era, I guess. So in my head, these make a lot more sense to be and in, in fact are very desirable to, to collect. I've maybe got a, a quarter of the set. Um, and um, obviously they did it with Fleer Ultra X-Men and Fleer Ultra Spider-Man going for that kind of nostalgia angle on the buybacks. Um, so it's interesting what they've done with with Endgame in that they're not that old, the sets. And in fact, many of them are still in stock and you can still get some of those sets on um on upper deck as well as in physical release um they're not yet sold out so um it's interesting that they've gone a different way around that by making them one of ones yeah
2: that is pretty crazy i think i so i have two things one a a question for chris because i'm really interested in i think he has the knowledge for this um because he is so knowledgeable by the way chris i love your blog just going to put that out there for you Oh, um, I
5: haven't done much with it recently, but I guess I should. Thank you. I I actually save
2: PDF most of your articles because it's just such great insight that I always put it off in like my folder files and stuff like that. Especially of a card that you're talking about, I'm just like, all right, now I know all the details. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think so. There was something, and I don't I don't think it was the 75th anniversary. Chris, you're gonna have to help me out with this. So Marvel Legends, right? 2001. Tops. Yes. Yeah. Tops. They did a buyback of those, but they placed them in baseball sets or some other kind of top product, and you could come across a marble buyback. Is that right? Uh,
5: I have some information and I don't know if I'm supposed to share yet. Cause it's going to be in the next article of non-sport update That's magazine, so funny. but <laughs> don't, don't I it. Don't just spoil it. interviewed a guy named Jeff Zapata. I don't know if you've heard that name. He's oh, yeah. pretty uh, famous in garbage pail kids land. Uh, mm. But Jeff Zapata was working for tops in the year 2001. And he is the, he Put together the very first sketch card set for Tops because he came from the comic book world. And when he was an editor at Tops, he called up all of his friends and asked them to draw the sketch cards for basically free just to start this whole new insert that had never existed at Tops. Wow. So When you you see those big Mm -hmm. names in 2001, the John Romitas, the, uh, I'm trying to remember, you know, Merritt Michaels, or I'm trying to remember who they were. They were his personal friends that he invited to come do the set, and they did it as a personal favor, and that's how the first 2001 sketch card set for Tops was ever made. That's so cool. mm -hmm. When Jeff Zapata realized he had success, they asked him to launch all types of sketch cards for the baseball sets for the star Wars sets. He was then, uh, the, the person putting together the sketch card sets for tops for about 10 years, uh, getting garbage, Pail kids, sketch cards started. Uh, and so he finally left tops, uh, and now just as a freelance illustrator. But, uh, when I interviewed him, I didn't realize how much he was the centerpiece of, to tops getting in the sketch card business. Um, And so I don't know if 2001 Marvel Legends had buybacks. I know that there were retail sketch artists that were different than the hobby sketch artists. uh, And they didn't even call them sketch cards back then. They called them custom cover cards. Yes. Uh, And each character had a different rarity. So Hulk would be easier to find than uh, you know, I don't know, don't off the top of my him. head. Don't Kat- him. Okay, it yeah. took me years to find him. Okay. Silver
2: Surfer is one of the rarest ones. Well, he's one of the retail
5: at. exclusives. Uh, you would have only found him not in a hobby box, but only in retail packs on like a Walmart shelf. So the <laughs> odds of them ever car, okay. <laughs> yeah, staying in good condition and coming to light are pretty rare.
1: Wow. That's incredible, and You need to go to some of those auctions that we were talking about. <laughs> storage, storage. I'm already there, man. Out.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I was we- seeing the, the look on Norrin's face. He's that. That's a determination the- <laughs> right there.
1: <laughs> you saw
2: the gears turning, right? You were like, yeah. "Oh boy, this guy, this yeah. guy." <laughs> Here, this is this is one of the Marvel legends for the people. Yeah, I need that one. You need that one. Here, I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, your nose just grew there, Norrin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you're right. I go, sorry, guys. Pardon me. Uh,
1: so,
3: Mark, 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 up, you know, one, one that goes right back to your house.
1: Mark, are you still there?
4: Yeah, sure
1: I am. Oh, good. You're, you're so <laughs> you're enjoying listening listening to all these marvelous people talking. Um, I just wanted to ask, do Love you this. do you collect anything current yourself, or a particular character or set? Oh. What's, what's your What's your poison?
4: Well, my poison is still living out my childhood, so. I just ordered in from eBay uh, 1994 Flea Ultra X-Men, the base set.
1: Ooh, nice. Yeah.
4: Yeah, so listening to you guys, just going back to the roots and discovering, loving the art, appreciating that as as an artist myself who's into it. So I'm coming more from a creator than at this point, not as a collector, but, oh, my God, I know I could be dumped jumping into a deep hole where i can never get out it's a very deep uh, hole Isn't, you you yes. won't go
1: you won't go wrong in terms of the satisfaction level i think <laughs> i would probably speak for all of us um with with those uh, those yeah with the Flea ultra x men 94 mm. and 95 masterpieces 92 93 which continues to it's, it's like an onion I mean, you know on face value a lot of people don't dig 93 <laughs> But the more mm-hmm. you look at it and the more you get into it and the more you actually look at some of the mm-hmm. artists whose art is used in Masterpieces 93, you're like, ow. Okay. Makes- yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean,
4: um, I hear you guys talk every, every week about EPACs and, yeah. um, that's something of on my mind and I'm, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I should do it. Stay away, man. Financially, <laughs> socially. i like, I don't know. Um, but I admire what you guys do, and it's yeah, it's it's really cool to know there's um, people that have uh, the you know the passion for this, which is really cool.
1: Yeah. Well, what is good? I mean, this is one thing that uh, we asked. We kind of someone asked a question last week about you know how the hobby, you know, can you know, how do you get the hobby back to, to where it was? And I, I I would argue that it's a different kind of boom in the hobby at the moment. It's just that it's it's mm-hmm. distributed and consumed in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot mm-hmm. of that's to do with how the license works and a lot of the entry-level stuff is maybe maybe not with Upper Deck, maybe more on that digital side, mm-hmm. Greg. You know, as you mentioned, the, the Tops Collect app, you know, people, you know, they're collecting on these now rather than uh, physically. However, it still doesn't take away the sheer joy of still having this to open,
5: um, which I'm
1: very much looking forward to doing. So I'm, <laughs> Norman, I've teased you with this a couple of times, Norrin, and I know you're you're gagging for me to open it. Uh, it's Marvel, Marvel Marvel Universe Series Three from '92, which is, mm. which was my my gateway drug. I it guess. was mine too. You bring up a great
5: question that we have a nostalgia for that set. We yes. grew up with it as kids, and I wonder if kids today are going to have a nostalgia. 20 years from now, Mm. since it is so digital or high end, or, you know, our nostalgia is because it was pervasive. It was in retail shops and hobby shops and our friends' bedrooms. And you wonder if that's going to be there 20 years from now.
2: You know, so for me, for me, I always think about digital archiving, right? Like if you are opening packs on your phone and you have an app, I feel like generations in the future will come back because it's happened to me a little bit right where I went to an old website or something like that when I was younger and like there was an avatar there and I had like some items or it was it was like Gaia online something back in the day I messed with it was I was I was younger I was like all right this is pretty cool because it was like a meeting place for artists and stuff like that so I thought it was pretty interesting and you could like make an avatar and all this stuff and maybe like six months ago, I went back and I logged in and I saw all these old items and it was still up and active and it was still site. And I was kind of like, oh man, this is bringing me back to when I did this. So I wonder if collectors today who do collect digitally or, you know, EPAC or anything like that, will just re-log in and see their collection, right? Instead of going to their shelf, instead of going out to buy these things again, just to physically touch them again, maybe this is more of a digital experience that will be happening in the future. I don't know.
3: Well, in the um, in the Star Wars Card Trader app, recently they'd had a they they'd gone back to the vintage um, the vintage style. The cards that they had there was an insert that was released not long after the Tops app came out in 2015. Uh, that was very popular, and one of the myths of that particular the, there was a vintage hand that it was an insert. There was only a certain number, but a lot of people who got excited got into the app you know, abandoned the app not long after. So a lot of these cards were considered dead. And so recently, tops in their new build, because in, in many of their apps now they have an, a new build or a new kind of way of doing it, um, had tried to relaunch this vintage line and offered some of these cards that they had, you know, found, I guess, from dead accounts. And, you know, crashed the servers, for one thing. So there was this nostalgia of this vintage, um, this vin- these vintage yeah. cards, or and they've done some newer ones in that wow. style, that did bring back, you know, certainly I think brought back some activity uh, in the app, you know, brought it to its knees. Um, But, you know, I think there is that people kind of, you know, and there was a couple of, there was an article, I think, that was released that, you had talked about it. And so there was a little bit of buzz going back in. And I think some people, you know, because if you're thinking about these digital apps, it's like if you're downloading a, a game, like when was the last time anybody played Angry Birds, but everybody remembers playing it. Because it's only, mm-hmm. you know, you only have it and, and you know, the lifespan of an app on your phone actively, mm-hmm. you know, That's it's true. not that long. As yeah, opposed to, like, when you're talking about the card apps where these are apps that, you know, that will stay on. Like, I've had, you know, the, these card trading apps for, you know, years now. Some of them I've gone back into, like, um, like the the kick, which uh, I think, you know, the NFL one huddle uh, tops lost their license for. And it's still going mm-hmm. on in this sort of zombie state. <laughs> um, That's same thing with, I think, you know, it's like kick lost the license for one of the, one of the, the, the one of the leagues for a while. And so you've got these apps, you know, walking dead's another one where they have them on life support. But to answer your question quickly, I've been recently taking some screenshots of so a lot of times if I'm opening up these cards and I like an insert, I'm taking screenshots of sometimes entire sets and posting them on my Facebook page because, you know, Instagram's not Instagram's a great place to do highlights, but nobody wants to see you spam it with like 15 images. But there's something where Facebook is something where I can have an album and it can be there, you know, ad infinitum. We've been on Facebook forever and on, on my, on my, uh, on my page. And I go, well, that's a great place for that. And I can kind of go back and look at it. But some of these, you know, just because there are so many digital cards that a lot of times I filter out only by the current year, because otherwise if I keep, you know, if I keep an active look at five years of cards, I've got over 100,000 digital cards in the Star Wars app. It bogs it down. It's not a great place. It's like, you know, any of, any of these photo apps on your computer or whatnot, you know, when you start getting thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of pictures, it's not a great way to, you know, it, it's a great way to archive, but it's, you know, you what know, these people who do the apps, whether it's, you know, Panini or whether it's, uh, you know, mm. Upper Deck EPEC, when you were talking about your, 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 EPAC ones is these are photo albums, they're, they're cards, but they're photo albums. So you've got to give me a way to not only sort them and mix them around, but you know, I want to go back to, and look at these and enjoy them. You know, whereas like in the past, and I was showing up this box that I got of the, this is a FLIR NBA yeah. from 1990 that I got sealed for my son. And, you know, just the fact, and I bought these just to open them. This is junk wax, but you know, he got three Michael Jordans in this one. Um, wow. But you know, that's something where yes, you're right. There's going to be a nostalgia, but how are they going to access those yeah. those those cars?
1: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know, the the, the old the, the old joke goes, nostalgia is not what it used to be. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> which uh, I've been dying to use on this podcast for 42 episodes.
2: <laughs> well, that about wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and tune in for part two of this epic discussion, where we hear more from our knowledgeable and fascinating
1: guest take it away in and enjoy collecting thanks for listening to the marvel card collectors podcast you can subscribe by our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp leave us a message via that link with questions comments or just to say hi and we may even play on the show we're also on itunes spotify and all major podcast platforms our podcast is at The MCC Pod on Facebook and Twitter. And you can find links on our Facebook page to the two groups, MCCW, Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. On Instagram, find us at MMCollectors and at Hive. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time and remember, it's a small hobby but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting.